I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I thought I was going to get on then, but I'll get into it. Now it's fine. Hello and welcome to Gays on Film. This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're watching. I'm Declan. And I'm Ned. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about E.T., Extraterrestrial. Um, It's the 40th year anniversary of this film coming out and we've just recently watched it in IMAX, which was amazing. And we have been saying that we want to do both new and old films and we hope that most people have seen E.T. at this point. Yeah, and um, what, what better reason to do an old film than its 40th anniversary? Yeah, Happy birthday, E.T. Yeah, happy birthday. So I will give the usual spoiler warning, but I would like to think, as I say, that you've seen it, or at least if you haven't, listening to spoilers, you won't get annoyed at us because you've had 40 years to watch it. So really, you've no one to blame but yourselves on this one. Yes, very much so. <laughs> and, yeah, that's it, basically. So, what have we been up to outside of being at the cinema, Lords? Well, yesterday, we did the Yorkshire Three Peaks. We did. It was a long day of walking. What were yeah. we out for, like, 11 and a half hours or something? Yeah, not far off, 12 hours. Yeah, and my Strava said, after it had adjusted, our moving time was just over nine and a half yeah, and I wouldn't be doing this podcast if we were doing, if our setup was a stand-up desk, because that would just not be fun right now. I've got blisters on blisters, my hamstrings are so tight. When we were just at the cinema, I thought I was going to have to take the lift up to the seats, which would have been embarrassing, but Ned kind of said to me, you're being dramatic, so we didn't go with that. And I was being dramatic, but it did hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, I did it in last year, the Yorkshire Three Peaks, and a couple of your friends and you suggested doing it because I haven't really met them in the time we've been together. So it was a was a very good bonding experience. But if I ever do it again, mm. it won't be for at least five years. So successful a bonding experience. We've already got a group chat. We have. It's lovely. Mm. So shout out to Megan and Bridget. Yes, hello. Um. So yeah, it was very. Difficult, wasn't it? Tough. Yeah. Rewarding for mm. the spirit. Do you think? Well, I found it so. You've already done it before, yeah. so I guess not the same It wasn't for you. quite the same. When we were touching that last peak on Ingleborough's Lounge, right, okay, but over we get it. down, yeah. Oh, well, I was elated, so. Yeah. Um, what else? Have you been, you've not watched any of the more of the Alien Predators, have you? No, I haven't had chance. I've just been here, there and everywhere. It's September now, so we're in like a new season. I like this time of year because it's very new season. We've had a really busy summer. I'm hoping life kind of slows down a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we'll see. 
We will, yeah. Um, there's loads of new films out, loads of new telly out, including, which I just wanted to quickly mention, um, the first two episodes of Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power have dropped. Ned has said he is not going to watch this one because he can't watch all the telly that's out. What did you say you were going to watch? Just She-Hulk and Andor for now. Yeah, for now. Um, so it's very promising. Um, it's very beautiful. I will say I was chatting to my brother and I said, you can tell they spent so much money on it, but I don't think you'll ever capture the look of Peter Jackson's Lord, original Lords of the Rings films because filmmaking has just changed in itself now it's a lot more poli- like polished it was mm. quite gritty looking the the Lord of the R- and yes it was 20 years ago but I just don't think Lord of the Rings will ever look like that again no matter what they do um it looks beautiful I need the story to start kicking in a little bit more I want to see how all the different characters from all over middle earth end up interacting but does look promising um although i will say out of that and house of the dragon running at the same time at the minute i do prefer house of the dragon because i just love the backstabbing and the politics and the yeah we're still trying to figure out how we're gonna do tv kind of reviews but and all comes out in a few weeks yeah and they're doing a three three episode premiere so we think we're gonna do kind of like an episode on the premiere, and then when it finishes, we'll come back to what we thought of the full season. Yeah, I think it might get a bit much if we do one every episode, so we'll... Unless there's a show in the future, once we've got an audience, we could maybe do a weekly um, Patreon patron. I never know how you say that, but people can pay Maybe for it the... depends which side of the pond you're on. Yeah, very much, probably. I'd go Patreon. 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 Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Who knows why this podcast will take us, but for now, that's what we're going to do. It was lovely watching you nerd out about Lord of the Rings and House of the Dragon. You were just smiling at me when I was doing that, Mm. and I wasn't quite sure why, but I did think that was probably the reason. That's adorable. Shall we move on to this week's Trailer Trash or Treasure? Well, no better moment, but now. Yeah. Um, We've, I will confess... We've both actually seen this trailer before because we couldn't believe our eyes when we were sent it originally. I had heard about this film coming and then your brother sent it to me and he was like, when this comes out, can you please review it? So I watched the trailer and then we watched it. We thought, this can't be real. It must be satire. I honestly thought it was a joke. Yeah. So it's Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. And we won't say any more until we've watched it. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then we can talk about the trailer. Yeah. So we'll see you after the... Sparkles. Little sparkly jingle. Well, right. that was silly, wasn't it? It looks absolutely ridiculous. So, listeners, so you know what's Ned's going on. Ned's even made notes on this one, which we never tend to do on trailers, but... Well, I think it will help me explain how the trailer went. Okay, so go we on can then. paint a picture with words, Yeah. You know? yeah. So what it looks like is... Christopher Robin has grown up and found the love of his life. He takes her to show her the place of his, like, magical childhood. Um, But in the time that he's been away, Pooh, Piglet and friends have gone feral and seem to embark on a killing spree. Um, And I think that's about all you can draw from the 
trailer. Other than I would like to comment on the state of those masks. Yeah, it looks incredibly <laughs> B movie. Like even <laughs> very the, silly. Even the graph, like the the graphics on the you know like the text on there. Yeah. It looks like a film student who loves horror. Yeah. Has set, done this as like their final final year piece. Final year piece. Yeah. yeah. And it is an absolute. Piss take, surely. Yeah. It looks like the acting is going to be ropey. Oh. The storyline is going to be shot where, like, holes. she falls in the pool. And yeah. it's like they've got action. And she goes, ah, like that into the Throws pool. Throws herself and in. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God, that looks ridiculous. And I have noticed they've not shown any of the killers other than Pooh and Piglet. Yeah. So I wonder if, like, Eeyore's going to be this absolute scary monstrosity of a... Well, thing. I think it hinted that Eeyore might have been their first victim because there was a sign written in blood that said R.I.P. Eeyore. So they killed one of their own first? Um, potentially. Maybe he was too depressed for them and they couldn't be bothered. Maybe it was a turf war and they wanted his hut. <laughs> do, you, do you know that apparently the, each character of Winnie the Pooh is based on a mental illness? I've heard that theory before, yeah. 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 And you can see that really. Oh, yeah. I wonder what... Would Tigger be... ADHD? Oh, no, that's not... You class the mental illness. Anyway, Eeyore was always depression mm. personified. Mm. I used to feel like Eeyore sometimes when people used to ask me, like, say hello to me. I'd be like, oh. Mm. But I always used to feel like, oh, that's getting too deep. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I used to feel that, like, when I was holding in my sexuality, I kind of, like, held in me as well. So when people asked oh. me how I was, I was like... Yeah, I'm alright. Yeah. yeah, like it didn't. You just I can't like, be oh, my you whole okay? self. I'm not like, being yeah, any I'm of fine. It. Actually, I'm just being a bit of an ER today. Um, but yes, remember the link for that will be in the show notes. Yeah. So please watch it because maybe I we can dive it. deeper into the depths of Declan's psyche when we review the film. <laughs> <laughs> I might need some therapy after seeing it. Um, <laughs> It also it doesn't have a UK release date yet, which, um, yeah, that's another little well, tidbit. But I'm it'll sure just it'll leave us on tenter hooks then, won't it? It was interesting. We were listening to the Empire podcast yesterday when we walked home. Walked? We didn't walk home from three breaks, imagine. Um, when we were in the car back, and they said that Winnie the Pooh is now, is it public, publicly? Public domain. Public domain. So, so it means that, Disney lo- no longer owns the rights to all the characters. Yeah. They own the rights to, like... The Disney film The Disney version. versions of yeah. them, but the characters and the original IP can now be done with whatever people want it. Yeah. That sentence didn't make sense, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean, yeah. Um, so we might get many versions so of Winnie the Pooh. So that's interesting. I learned something new about that as well. Yeah. Because they were saying how Disney's been quite... Um, influential in copyright law because it was once upon a time the lifetime of the original creator plus 40 years and because of mickey mouse it's it now keeps it's now sitting at 90 back. years and it's probably i can understand why disney don't want like mickey mouse to be public well i know but domain. it feels silly for one character to change all of copyright law why not just make it the mickey mouse version of it because he's like the first i guess there's been yeah. loads of characters behind but yeah. he's the the original, so hey, well, we'll see. Although how there's that goes. always loads of rip-off Mickey Mouse costumes, so they can't yeah. be that good at uh, 
policing it. it. Yeah, policing IP. So, yes. Wow. Who knew this would get into a chat about intellectual property? That might be the most we've ever said about a trailer. Do you reckon? No. Maybe. Who knew no, something? Maybe. So... <laughs> yeah. No. Is it trash or is it treasure, Declan? Absolute trash, but it's the kind of trash where you can't look away. It's like junk food. You know it's bad for you, but you're gonna eat it anyway. But it does look like a B movie, like the likes of a horror film Malignant was trash, but it was actually quite a well made film. Whereas <laughs> this looks like it's been done on somebody's iPhone. Yeah. In a stylistic way in some shots, but yeah, we'll see. Surely it's going to come out for like Halloweenish time. Well, I'd hope so. Yeah. But if it's not got a UK release date yet and Halloween's less than two months away. Yeah, but it's not like it's a major studio film, is it? I don't know. I, I just assume they would know when they're going to release it. Who knows? <sighs> Should we move on to another scary one? Yeah, I'll put it in e. trash as well, by the way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> E.T. time Terrifying oh, oh. That's that's Lilo and Stitch They're very similar Didn't that, Was that not a very good E.T.? Oh, no <laughs> Let's get to it okay? <laughs> I'm trying to like get to it And do a pause so you can do the edit <laughs> So here's the pause I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Let's get to it. <laughs> um, right. I never know how to start a discussion about a film. So, I think the best way to approach this one is to give a quick overview of the plot. So Go people on, know what we're going to be talking about, just in case, for whatever reason, they've not seen it yet. Yeah. Alien gets accidentally left behind on Earth. He forms an emotional attachment with... A young boy called Elliot. Looks to be in California. I think they're in California. Yeah, that, that, that's something um, I want to touch on, actually, about the location. So, um, obviously, Elliot, feeling this emotional bond with his new friend E.T., help, uh, gets the help of his siblings to take care of E.T. Um, and during his time living with them, E.T. learns about stuff um, and... Then the four of them kind of formulate a plan to help him contact his... Who are they? Are they his people, his family? E.T.'s. Yeah. 
his kin. His kin. Yes. He left him behind by accident. Yeah. Um, to facilitate his safe return. And that, I think, is the plot in a nutshell. So it is quite a simple premise, really. It's a reasonably simple story. Aliens there. Makes a friend. Help them, and yeah. then the family help him, him, her, they, whatever this alien is. <laughs> Although they do say it's a he. That was a funny point, actually. Elliot very much decides. Goes, He's a boy. And, and and I thought, how do they know that? I was like, have they had a look? <laughs> I was like, that's a bit... It was actually really funny. Um... Drew Barrymore's character, Gertie, the younger sister, says to Elliot, is it a boy or a girl? And Elliot's like, yeah, that's he's a boy. I mean. And Gertie goes, is he wearing any clothes? Oh, yeah. As if to say that would suggest. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, well, that's a bit... Um, yeah, they might not even have genders on that alien planet, but he was very... It's a boy. It's very, a boy. Yeah. It was quite fun. But I did pick up on that. Yeah. Um... The film was Oscar nominated the year it came out, and it did. Uh, it was up for nine Oscars, which is quite shows how much the landscape has changed. Quite a lot of genre films don't get a look in anymore with Oscars. What do you mean by genre films? So they always say like sci-fi. What doesn't really get a look in horror certainly doesn't. Where you've got a clear defined genre, mm, whereas a right. lot of them are kind of just drama now. Right. Or, biopic it's very yeah. there's not much outside of the real world okay it won best score which we will get to well we'll just say now let's say about john williams's score oh iconic it really is at the time and remains so to yeah. this day there's just that theme and then the main et theme is is when all good scores peppered in mm. to other scenes and it and it uses it in happy major and minor yeah and it's very and then obviously it kicks in towards the end and in the pivotal moments and it's just oh it makes the yeah. hair stand on and it's such the a good score, score does what any good score does and guides the viewer through the film yeah i think yeah that's fair to say i, I was, was just about to, to start singing it but all i could think of was the jurassic park theme so i thought best stop what song? I, I've had the score in my head, but when I'm thinking about it now, all I can hear is the Free Willy score. But it it's that of that time, I yeah. think. Um, 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 <laughs> but yes, all I wrote was, so I did take notes in the IMAX screen, and because it was so dark, my it's very just, I was like hoping it wouldn't mm, overlap. It almost looks like you've written it left-handed. Oh, Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> um, what I did want to discuss, what, oh, the other Oscars it won were all kind of very technical categories. Um, so the kind of stuff win. that wouldn't get televised nowadays. Yeah, although apparently they're going to start televising it again, oh, which yeah. I think is great because I think, yeah, we not might care, but that person who's worked on best Well, and also the people in the industry effects, care. Whatever, that's their moment to shine. Like, mm. give them a bit, anyway, off topic. Um... I wanted to touch on what I think is something that this film is. I think it is a young person's first introduction to something a little bit horror. Yeah. And I'm talking really basic horror. Yeah. But some of the early scenes when you don't quite see him, E.T. that is, Mm. and it's, it's quite... 
scary, I would think, if you were a five or six-year-old. To be rated U, it is about as horror as you can get. Yeah. In those early scenes. And even towards the end, when all of those people have all of the, like, canopies and equipment and breathing masks and things, it's quite scary. Yeah, and I thought even when the tunnel, you know, when they're dragging those Mm. two people in the tunnel behind them, I thought that's actually, you could actually perceive that as not violent, but PG violent. I wouldn't have thought, when I saw it, I thought, I don't think this film's a U. To to me, a U is bloody... Barney the Dinosaur or something. Yeah. Even Toy Stories and everything are PG. Not many Disney films are U's. But I think it pr- might not have been a U in 1982. But the, as well, time goes on, I think, it changes, doesn't it? I think my grandparents used to have it on video. Yeah. The first time I ever watched it. I don't remember it not being a U. And yeah. they'll have had the video a long time. Yeah. Mm. But... I mean, the first original, Lord, the first Lord of the Rings was a PG DVD, and I couldn't believe that that was a PG, because mm. it's quite scary. The ratings do evolve over They do time, change a lot, they? yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I thought it's quite, it's an introduction to horror. Yeah. Um, obviously, when there's so much 80s recreated now in film and TV, mm. I'm thinking Stranger Things. I said, I thought it evoked that. It's very much... Yeah. Or if Strange Things evoked E.T. Yeah. It's obviously. weird to be sat watching it thinking, oh my God, we see this loads at the minute. But obviously this was... This is the time period that they're all... Yeah, I mean, it just proves... enough, really. Proves what an iconic piece of cinema it is. Yeah. You know, when they were all sat... And I couldn't tell if the boys were all playing Dungeons and Dragons. It looked very Dungeons and Dragons. It did, and, and I thought, God, this is literally Stranger Things. And then when they're on the bikes, mm-hmm. you know, bikes are a... Yeah. So many. Even so much as like the shed with the light on and yeah. Elliot throws the ball and the ball comes out. So much of the content that we consume mm. now loves to capture the the 80s, doesn't it? Yeah. As if it was a really good time. but And I think it will have been culturally, but... Well, I mean, it was the peak of consumerism, so everyone had everything they wanted yeah. at their fingertips. And nobody knew about climate change. Bliss. So it must have been bliss. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and obviously talking of Stranger Things, I did think the young cast are all really quite good actors. Mm. Um, you know, little Drew Barrymore for how young she must have been was pretty yeah. decent. Um, Very funny, Drew Barrymore yeah, in there. Yeah. Um, especially to say she's so young and has so few lines. But I say, in particular scenes, she's an absolute scene stealer. Like when she screams, yeah. When and then ET screams back at that was yeah. funny. I was having a right little yeah. titter along to that. And as a character, she is there at a lot of the key plot points. So, yeah. um, kind of a, a character and a casting definitely worth having in there. I would say. Yeah. Um, on casting as well, Henry Thomas, who played Elliot, I would say is. Pretty strong child lead. I find when he shouts or screams it to be a little shrill. I think that any chat you've said that might twice just be about me. children on podcast. Might just be me. Podcast. We're only seven episodes in, <laughs> but I do get what children can be, can't they? Yeah, I just think it's. I don't know if it's because they're children or because they're acting, but I feel like once you're told to like raise your voice, it's either zero or a hundred. There's no like level to it. 
Yeah. And maybe that's just something that comes with maturity as you grow up. And that's yeah. why it's a common thing with child actors. Or maybe they're just being directed badly. Who knows? But I wouldn't ever accuse Spielberg of bad directing. No, and I think Spielberg is renowned for being quite good at working with children because yeah. he's worked with children in so many of his yeah. films. So, But having said that, I'm going to give... Henry Thomas credit because emotionally adept and um, fun for all the family I've written as his performance. Oh, that's nice. So Talk it, while we're on the topic of kids, yeah, I've always found this funny in films that are set in America. American kids seem to be so naughty. Oh, yeah? Like, there was a scene where there was a load of them on the bus and it was like they were all on, like... The feral? Like they'd all had a packet of blue Smarties before they all mm. got changed and it was that... All those E's, I was like, yeah. what? Is, I mean, in America, they probably are all on sugary whatever. Yeah. But I, even in, you know... Do you mean E numbers, not E's? I thought that was clear. When I'm saying E's and we're on about eight-year-old children, I don't well, mean no. ecstasy, do I? Well, no, but... E numbers. E numbers. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Like when polos, used, spearmint polos used to have blue bits in. And they, they disappeared... Off the shelves for years and came back and they were playing white. I thought it's not the same, but it still <laughs> tastes the same. But yeah, they always American children just always seem so naughty in films. Mm. You know, even like young adult nine or two or not, they're all horrible. And what I always that? think, even in the strange in Stranger Things, the the latest season when they were all bullying Eleven at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, I was just gonna say horrible American. Bullies in TV and film are so much more vicious than British ones. Yeah. Like, they seem like they could actually murder you. Like, Whereas some of the stuff, like, oh, it's like criminal. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. They look like they're not far off getting a good... Well, yeah. that's a bit well. awkward because some of them do. But, um, yeah, it was very... I yeah, it's quite a lot. Point, yeah. um, I did want to say that as well. Yeah. Have you got any more little tidbits that could evoke conversation? I mean, I've got loads. Uh, but not regarding gonna... child no, actors. No, next thing. Well, I thought it might be important to note the cinematography in E.T. Okay. Um, obviously, that shot of Elliot on the bike with E.T. in the basket as they fly past the moon. Yeah which is some kind of studio or production company. I was literally logo, about to say that. It's it? Amblin Entertainment, which Thank is Steven you. Spielberg's production company. They use that as their little... Yeah. What would you call that? Like their logo? But like at the beginning of the film, it, it it's a moving logo. It's like you I think see I'd the bike. I call it a logo. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, there was a... I mean, it won't, it's not shot like... Oh my god! Every shot is like a painting. It's absolutely no, beautiful. But the bits where it's good, it's really good. Um, so there's that one in front of the moon. Later on, when they're on the kind of the final run up to the climax, that is mirrored with the group of lads in the kind of final scene. But it's in front of yeah. the sun this time. That was a. I think that's a nicer shot actually mm. than when he's just on his own. Yeah. I have a shot that I thought was actually really quite nice. Go on. So when E.T. is returned to the spaceship and the ramp is going up, yeah. the door like closes, and I thought that was quite a cool shot. Yeah. 
as I say, this film isn't every every frame is a picture. But out of everything, I other than the the bikes across the mm. sky, that was the shot where I thought, oh, that that That's stays nice. quite well. That looks yeah. quite cool. But other than that, I wouldn't say I noticed cinematography. I'm gonna all that much. I've got two more shots that I think were quite clever and worth pointing out. Go on then. Well, I don't know if clever's necessarily the right word, but one of my faves is E.T. hiding in the closet amongst the toys. And they've yeah. all, they've all, all the toys have like eyes because obviously they're like dolls and characters yeah. and stuff. And then E.T.'s face is just there <laughs> unblinking. Do you know what that reminded me of? <laughs> Toy what? Story. Just the way it was yeah. holding still when the mum went in, Princess Diana, I wrote. It's been double. <laughs> yeah. She literally, I thought, oh my God, it's Di. <laughs> I was like, why does the mum look exactly like Princess Diana? And then I thought, was the Diana around that time? No, it's still too early. Mm. So I thought, they haven't tried to look, make her look like this maybe, motherly figure. Maybe that's the influence for Diana's look. What, she watched E.T.? She watched E.T. and thought, I'm having that. But yeah, I was like, oh, Lady Diana, you are. Yeah. Um, the other one, <laughs> just before we go on from Clever Shots. So... The scene when E.T. gets drunk by accident from oh, drinking the beers in the favorites. fridge. Yeah. And then because of his bond with Elliot, Elliot's sitting at school in a frog dissection class getting drunk. Um, Is that why he was also intoxicated? Yeah. See, I didn't understand this because there was a bit where this is on the same point. Yeah, yeah. Where E.T. opens that umbrella and screams. Yeah. And Elliot heard it and screamed. Yeah. And I thought, how loud was that umbrella for him no, to hear it? Because he but was cause he's... bonded. But I didn't get when that actually. So I don't happened. exactly know Sorry how. Sorry if you can hear an absolute dog screaming in our courtyard, by the way. But this is the joys of recording at home. Yeah. Yeah. We don't anyway. have a flashy studio just yet. No, we yet. don't. We don't. Um, but the f- I don't know exactly how the bond formed between them, but the first time it happens is the the night that Elliot brings E.T. E. into the house and he sits him and he's in his room and E.T. starts to kind of, his eyes start to droop and then Elliot gets suddenly really tired and falls instantly asleep. Oh, is that right? That's the first time they both experience the same feelings and then from there it kind of threads it through and becomes a bit more noticeable. Yeah, I thought when that umbrella yeah. up, I thought, God, how loud was it? <laughs> <laughs> how can he... He was, like, screaming. He was like, oh, my God, what was that night? I thought, you're on the other side of the house. <laughs> I've never known anything like it. But then, obviously, the parallel scenes with, as you say, what was happening with to him yeah. at school and then him getting drunk at, at home yeah. makes total sense now. Yeah. And on that, it's quite funny that on the TV, while E.T. is drunk, is a film which I think is The Quiet Man, according to the internet, which is not one I've heard of. No. But they use quite a good kissing scene in that film. Yeah. And while a lot of chaos is going on in Elliot's class um, at school, he replicates that kissing scene. And I thought it was just a really fun kind of humorous shot to further embed the idea that Elliot and E.T. are experiencing things the same. And I've also, on researching that scene, learned that Steven Spielberg said that Henry Thomas really did not want to do that shot. And I quite like to think that it's because he was 
like, what was he, like 10 years old? If that, yeah. a young boy, and to him, girls kissing girls is gross. And Which... I would just like to agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did, I did like that scene. Yeah. yeah. It's a good scene. And just obviously, that's probably the first scene where we really get to see E.T. Mm. in full kind of, this is me segueing into saying that during the refrigerator scene, mm. apparently there was an 11-year-old boy who was born without legs walking in, walking on his hands in the costume. Because I said to you, I yeah. said, that doesn't look like a puppet anymore. Like, it looked like there was uh, somebody... I was thinking, like, an actor a bit yeah, like that. I was just so assumed that, it was a puppet that, the whole that, way that, through. That, that, I don't necessarily know the politically correct term. The short person in who plays, like, all the... Things in Gringotts in Lord of the Rings, uh, not Warwick. Lord of the Rings, Harry, something. I Warwick want to say Dion something. Warwick, but that's the no, really famous. His first name's Warwick, and I can't remember his surname. But I thought, it's not oh, Davies, the... is it? No. Warwick Davies, that does ring a bell. Let me just. But I thought, oh, maybe there's someone, you know, an actor like him, you know, previous generation in there. It is um, Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis, yeah. yeah. Um, but. It sounds like they'd used an 11-year-old child who didn't have legs. Um, but, yeah, it was interesting yeah. the way he moves, E.T., when he's a puppet and with potentially somebody mm. in the costume. I hate his feet. His feet are horrible. <laughs> like the soul. I thought it was Rich, you commenting on no, his toes. Well, currently after this Yorkshire Three Peaks, mm. my feet aren't in good nick either. So, <laughs> yeah, I've got blisters upon blisters. Looks uh, like bubble wrap. It, yeah, basically. We tore knuckles. <laughs> Not to blisters. really put off the few listeners we have. Hey, <laughs> they want a glimpse into our life. They do, actually. There's so many podcasts these days. We need to be personable. And they need to get to know us. <laughs> the real Not us. just our opinions. Yeah. Because pin- opinions are like arseholes. Everybody has one. Mm. And only a select few people get to see them. Arseholes. Yeah. Right. Talking of body, ana- <laughs> body anatomy, mm-hmm. there was a read in it, an insult that really made me giggle. Go on. Penis breath. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote penis breath down in my notes because I thought, well, that's not an insult. <laughs> um, sorry, Mum. Yeah, I thought it was just... I think it was Drew Barrymore said it, you penis breath. No, it wasn't. Was it not? It was Elliot. Oh, who was he saying it to one of his brothers? His older brother. I thought, penis breath. I thought it was quite funny. And I also wrote another little thing down, is they must have spent an absolute fortune on smoke machines. Because there's so many scenes where there's like smoke in the frame. There's dry ice absolutely everywhere. everywhere. Especially the first 10 to 15 minutes. I thought, Mm. God, they must have blown the budget just on, on that. Um, but yeah, going back to E.T., the practical effects are really good. It yeah. reminds me a lot of the time in, which wasn't around this time when the Star Wars films were coming out, because they were all very practical, the original mm. trilogy. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of Star Wars references in there, yeah. which is due to Steven Spielberg and George Lucas being quite good friends. Yeah. Obviously, Star Wars wasn't all that old at this point i think i can't i want to say 1975 was the first one well elliot had star wars toys that he was showing to et so 
Yeah, I like that. Um, can't have been that. Well, I mean, it's, it's the same time. 1977 mm. Star Wars. So yeah. then number four, episode four was 1980. Yeah. And then Return of the Jedi was the year after. So we're very much in peak Star Wars time here. Yeah. Um, and what's quite interesting is Kathleen Kennedy, who is the producer on this now, is now the like the head of Lucasfilm. All right. So I don't know. Cool. If she, I don't know if she'll have been head of Luke. She'll have been quite young. I would have thought. Yeah, probably. I, but I thought now. She, so now she works on all the Star Wars stuff. I thought it was quite a nice circle. Nice to know the people behind the art. Sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, she's had quite a bit of stick because pe- some people didn't like the more recent Star Wars films, which mm. is... We might do a Star Wars episode yeah. one time. I would love to. Um, we'd probably group the trilogies, though. I'm not doing nine episodes. Oh, God, no, nine not nine. On Star nine Wars. films all no. in one. Um, but... Yeah, I think yeah. on practical effects over CGI effects, uh, yeah, you've sold me any day. Yeah. I like it. I like it when you can see that a film is a film. And it's not, like, trying to be as realistic as possible. Well, yeah, because I always say this with special effects. It doesn't matter how good they are, you know, it's not real. Yeah, it is all fiction. You know it's not real. Like, yeah, <laughs> Like, let it be we, pretend. We can never not... I don't think human. It doesn't matter how good special effects will be. Your eyes will always know something's not real. Yeah. It's like when Avatar, the new Avatar comes out, I'm sure it's going to look spectacular. Yeah. But we'll know <laughs> that not a single frame of it is real. Yeah. It's all on this... They're all wearing suits yeah. and whatever. Yeah. So the only other... Before we get to kind of themes and things... Yep. thought the dog was well cute. Harvey. Yeah. Mm. Really cute. Popped up enough to remind you he was there. Yeah. And didn't cause anything to make you think, oh, Harvey, why are you messing things up for these people? Yeah. Really, really cute. Yeah. My favourite bit, other than kind of the, the the end scene where it's all very emotional and that score kicks in and mm. everything, I think it's when they're in the Halloween costumes <laughs> and they put that white bit over... The sheet over it. Over E.T. I thought that was really funny. Quite smart, actually, because obviously E.T. is not human-shaped, so just putting a sheet over a little girl would not fool anyone, but because she's dressed as a cowgirl with that hat... It makes her head the same shape as his. Yeah, it was funny. Mm. It was really cute. Um, it's just a very warm and fuzzy fil- film. Oh, that's and lovely. it's. The, I think it watching it forty years in the future. I think that time period gives a lot of people the warm and fuzzies anyway. That sense of nostalgia. Yeah. So I think it's. It feels like that on its own if you watched it in 1982, I'm sure, just some of the themes and and family and companionship. But even looking back on that, it's it's still those same feelings. It's just the reason has probably changed a bit. Oh, that was good. God, so insightful. (laughs) Quite emotional film. Oh, definitely. Would you have cried the first time? I don't think I would have done that. I don't think I cried when I watched it as a child, but I did watch it last year, and I cried then. I think if it got me... But I didn't cry when we watched hangover, it. hungover yeah, day, when I'm a bit in me feels, and it was yeah. on the telly, I could yeah. probably have a... shed a bit of a tear. Yeah. So shall we explore some themes, then, of well, the film? to me, this is all about... 
kind of relationships and connection and family, I think. Yeah. Um, first, because uh, Elliot and E.T. become so closely bonded um, and Elliot actually becomes E.T.'s way of communicating when he can't communicate with anyone else because yeah. obviously he doesn't speak the language. He's um, alien, so doesn't have very many friends in this world. Mm. So Elliot is kind of his means of communication with others. Um, I also think Elliot and his trust in his siblings, um, it helps them to reconnect after the breakdown of their parents' marriage. Yes, so I've got a point on that as yeah. well. Spielberg has been has said in many interviews in since the release that he did draw from his parents' divorce. Yeah. And I think he kind of almost used the film as a bit of therapy for himself yeah. to, to, to deal with that yeah. divorce and potentially a strained relationship with his father. Yeah. So I thought that Would you was... have picked up on that, not knowing that about Spielberg? Probably not, but no. my parents are together. Exactly. Uh, that's exactly what yeah, I was getting I knew at, that's actually. what you were getting at. Um, but it's nice when different... I mean, it's great when different things come from different... No, hang on. When people feel different, when you go into a film, you're taking all your baggage, so you everyone resonates with the film in a different way. Yeah, that's what makes art so brilliant. Yeah, because anyone it can doesn't mean the same thing to any two people. Totally different ways. Yeah. yeah, I do love that about um, film. Yeah, and I think kind of on the familial note as well, um, it was very much about the way their mother was trying to run the household, go to work, raise three kids, and get over her husband leaving, which, yeah. like a breakup or the breakdown of a relationship is difficult for any person mm. chuck in the fact that you've got three kids to look after who are also finding it difficult yeah a job one of the kids has befriended an alien yeah must be very difficult it must so, be um those were the themes that really hit me with this film i had one other um and spielberg is so good at capturing what it is like to be a child mm. and it, he, there was a line in it, I think Elliot says to E.T., like, I want to look after you forever or I'll stay with you forever or something along those lines. Mm. And for me, I felt very... You know, when you, you're a child and you feel like childhood is never going to end and you've got, like, a group of friends and it feels like this is your life forever. Yeah, and, and even to the point where, like, when and... you break up from school for summer, yeah, the next school year might as well be a decade yeah, away. Yeah. Oh, nothing's going to change. Or, yeah. yeah, those six weeks holidays where you're out with your the friends all thing the time. Ever. It's it it's just a period where you think this will be my life forever. Mm. And that's what I you know, you you'll always be on an adventure in a way, yeah. you know, you'll always reality adulthood reality will not kick in. You're yeah. looking after an alien and this is going to be your life forever. Yeah. And I thought that was quite cute. Mm, definitely. He's just really good at... Did he do Goonies? I always wonder if he did the Goonies. Uh, I want to say I want to yes. say yes. I always forget just how much Spielberg has done because he's done not just directed, but he's producer on all sorts of stuff. Um, I don't think he did. No. Doesn't look like it. Oh, yeah, story by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, so not necessarily... It didn't direct, direct it or do the screenplay, but... but it did the story. Yeah, it's just... He knows how to... 
when he did Hook in 1991, you know, that kind of Peter Pan tale. I used to fancy Peter Pan in that one. Did you? Mm. Oh. Um, what else was there? Um, even more recently, the BFG, which was actually quite good. I don't um, think I've seen the newest BFG. You know, I used to find the original absolutely terrifying. terrifying. Them big giant things trying oh, to eat. Oh, God. I used to be so scared. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm glad no one has ever touched it in the sense of they've tried to remake it because it doesn't need. It doesn't remaking. need a remake. Um, apparently, there was talk of a sequel at some point. Um, for the treatment was called ET Two Nocturnal Fears, <laughs> and it would have ET return to Earth amidst an invasion of aliens, where. And I quote, carnivorous and emit. The aliens were emitting a carnivorous hypnotic hum with paralyzing effects on the surrounding wildlife. But it was ultimately, he wisely concluded, this might tarnish the original film's legacy. <laughs> Which now, in hindsight, you think, yeah, because all yeah. of the themes we've discussed, if then a sequel had gone a bit just so different a to bit that. Silly. Um, yeah, that would have potentially ruined its yeah. legacy. Yeah. So, um, what? How many stars do you? So I, I said when we got in the there. car, I find giving old films really quite difficult star ratings mm. because, I mean, even ratings I'll have given potentially at the beginning of the year, I'll look back and it, my perspective might have changed. Mm-hmm. I would probably go with four. Although the more I'm talking about it, it is a classic film. Yeah. And I would probably put it at four and a half just because it has inspired. You don't really realise quite how much it's inspired so many films that have come after it. Mm. And it's it just set an absolute precedent in Hollywood. So, yeah. I mean, I even feel like I'm talking myself into a five, but well, I'm not. I was just going to say... What about you? I... Watched it last year for the first time in about 20 years. Gave it four stars on Letterboxd, which I just checked now. Um, But having discussed it, like watched it again this afternoon on IMAX and discussed it through with you, I think I've convinced myself into a five. So I'm going to... I'm going to revise my four-star Letterboxd review and uh, chuck in a five, I think. I think it deserves it. I think it's worthy. Um... Like, it's literally, when you look on Wiki, you know, the Times has named it their ninth favourite alien in a film about E.T. <laughs> um, in 2011, ABC in America aired Best in Film, the the greatest movies of our time, and E.T. Mm. was included in it. It was selected as the fifth best film of all time and the second best science fiction. So, you know, if you just watched it on its own, you'd be like, yeah, it's a good film. Yeah. But all the, it's influence. On Hollywood and movie making, you can't like Channel Four in the UK was in the hundred greatest family films, um, American Film Institute twenty fourth greatest film of all yeah. time. Like, it's just you know. Yeah, and not to mention its most significant influence, my Halloween costume, <laughs> a few years ago. Yeah. My proudest moment, Declan hates it. Ever? Halloween moment. Oh. <laughs> and you're like me, every time I see the picture, absolutely. 
Oh, I'm getting the death stare, guys. I think we should wrap up this episode. No, I'm just but upset. It's rubbish, guys. Um, it's currently on our Instagram story at the point of recording, but by the time you listen to this, it will have probably gone. So maybe it'll find its way into the grid just to be immortalised in a public Demain. platform. Yeah, maybe and now I've said it on the, pla- on the podcast. I'll schedule Declan it. Declan can't veto it. I'll schedule it. Thanks. It's all right. It'll be on there, so you'll all get to see it. All right. Are we done? Yeah. I'm glad I just uh, self-plugged. Shamelessly plugged my... (laughs) (laughs) Self-plugged? Sounds rude. Read the outro. (laughs) Oh, and that's all for this time. If you've enjoyed this episode of Gears on Film, please subscribe, rate and comment on your podcasting platform of choice. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Gears on Film Pod. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so please do feel free to drop us a message. I have been Declan. And I have been Ned. And this has been Gears on Film. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.